first fruits um, within your household, within your family, and within yourself as well. Um, uh, queremos pedirle a todos que seamos intencional con nuestras ofrendas en este nuevo año um, juntos como comunidad. And I do want to thank everyone. It was an amazing time um, in December and in November. We got to see God do miraculous things through us here as a community. We're not an enormous community, but we have heart. And when we do th small things with great love, God does miracles in incredible ways. And we can continue in that same rhythm and in that same direction um, together. And also in, in these next couple of months, I um, would love to, I love to do this at the beginning of, of most years, but just to take an opportunity to, to connect, um, to see how you're doing, how I can be, how we can be praying for you as well. And so um, we're going to be uh, doing that throughout these next few months, just a connection with the pastor or with an elder as well, just to be able to check in on you. How are you doing? How can we pray for you? How can we come alongside you um, together in this time? So as we uh, prepare for the word of God, let's go ahead and take an opportunity to just calm our hearts and, um, and we'll pray and then we'll jump right in together as we're in this series that reminds us to always believe because God is not done. Let's just pray in this moment. Lord, right now we just recognize your presence here with us. Oh, ahora mismo, Señor, reconocemos tu presencia aquí con nosotros. We want to acknowledge everyone that's in this room, Lord. And even those that are not. Those that are tuning in online, God, or those that are held up for whatever reason, God. We just want to pray for them and we ask for a touch from your Holy Spirit this, this morning, God. To be able to um, just receive a new and fresh word from you, God. Would you speak to us? Because, Lord, you are the source of light. You are the source of wisdom. And would you pour out on us, Lord, that spirit of understanding this morning. Danos, Señor, ese espíritu de entendimiento esta mañana. Give us more of you, Jesus. That's all we want. Everything else comes and goes, but we want to remain in you. We love you, Lord, and we pray all this in your faithful and beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. So as we've uh, been thinking about and praying into 2024, we recognize that together as a church community and together as, um, as, as, as different families and individuals represented here at Imago, we realize that each one of us is on a journey. Cada uno de nosotros está un, en un camino con Dios. And Jesus meets us where we're at on that journey and takes us where we need to be. Nuestro Señor Jesús nos encuentra donde estamos y nos lleva donde necesitamos estar. And we know that God is on the move. God is taking us from one season to a new season, from one level to another level. And part of our church vision theme for 2024 is uh, something that together we have actually all been um, uh, remembering and reminding each other of, which is to always believe because God is not done. And... Um, and that is something that we want to be able to uh, encourage one another and remind each other in. Creer siempre porque Dios no ha terminado. So whatever you're going through, whatever season you're in, um, remember that. That can even be a prayer that you hold on to on a daily basis, on a, on a weekly basis. Remember to always believe because God is not done. Amen? And so uh, the, the foundation for that confidence, for that faith that we have 
in Jesus really comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.24, remembering that the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. He will move us toward the, the direction that he is calling us to and he will make a way. El Dios que adoramos siempre nos va a avanzar y abrir un camino por nosotros. And again, we ask everyone to be praying um, for just this discernment that we're in on facilities and on the location that God would call us to. Um, thankfully, as we prayed before the service, we have a couple of options that we need to think through and discern through. But we're asking for God's wisdom on the direction to go and on the timing of it as well. Because it can't be on our time, right? It needs to be on God's time. Amen? And so we're asking for that. For everyone to be in prayer. For God to guide us in the direction and in the timing together as a community. But we're confident of this. That the one who started it will bring it to completion. We're confident that he will order our steps and he will guide us in our direction here together. But we're going to open up the word of God to the book of James. We've been in the book of James and following this theme of always believing because God is not done. And um, we're, we're going to be in James chapter 4 verses 13 to 17. Vamos a abrir la, la escritura del libro de Santiago capítulo 4, 13 al 15. And I'll read for us briefly in Spanish and then um, the passage in English. So let's go ahead and open our ears, open our hearts to uh, the word of God this morning. First in Spanish, then in English. Santiago 4, 13 al 15. Ahora escuchen esto. Ustedes que dicen, hoy o mañana iremos a tal o cual ciudad. Pasaremos ahí un año, haremos negocios y ganaremos dinero. Y eso que ni siquiera saben qué sucederá mañana. ¿Qué es su vida? Ustedes son como la niebla que aparece por un momento y luego se de, des, desvanece. Más bien, debieran decir, si el Señor quiere, viviremos y haremos esto o aquello. James chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why do you not even know? Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will... We will live and do this or do that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, that's a sin for them. We pray that God continues to guide us in his godly wisdom. And in this time, as we've been um, really going through this journey in the book of James to always believe. We really always want to believe and trust in God's way, not just our way. In God's wisdom, not just human wisdom. Amen? And this is a reminder of that. James, in every single chapter, again, we've talked about this, that James is a book of wisdom. And in every single chapter, the book of James reminds us 
that there is a key difference between knowledge and wisdom. Do you know that? There is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. I mean, we, we've all known or, or read about or seen in the news or whatever it may be, um, stories about child prodigies, right? These are young, brilliant minds that, can, that have knowledge about all kinds of things, but because of their age, because of their maturity, they don't yet have wisdom. You know, many years ago, and there's been books and movies written about this, but this child by the name of Bobby Fischer, he became a child chess champion. He was beating adults um, uh, much older than him, and he, was a, he just had a brain for the knowledge of chess in amazing ways. Some of you don't know this, but um, one of, some of you do. One of my best friends um, in the entire world, he came to visit me a couple of weeks ago, and we've been friends now for almost 20 years, but he was a childhood prodigy. He was, he was actually a math genius when he was a child. Um, learned all, you know, all the levels of math up until high school before he was 10 years old. Started calculus when he was 12. Got a master's in math when he was 16. And, um, and now he teaches advanced mathematics to PhD students around the world. And it's just something that's been a part of his life even in his childhood. You know, my, one of my oldest son, he's obsessed with planets and now with books, and he, he loves to, to memorize things, um, entire chapters, entire books of just knowledge and knowledge and knowledge. But again, in the book of James, we see there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And even we saw an experience of this in 2024. Some of you know this is kind of a fun piece of news that happened in the first week of 2024, but there was a boy who was 13 years old, who was a childhood genius, who actually beat the impossible game. Some of you have heard of this game before. It's a game maybe you knew in your childhood. It's a game called Tetris. Who's ever heard of Tetris before? Tetris is a puzzle game that was actually created to become impossible for any human to beat. But in 2024, the first human being ever defeated this game, and it only took 40 years to do so. If you don't believe me, well, here's a quick clip that you can see that actually shows the, the, brief, um, the brief update on that in case you missed the, the story um, some time ago. But uh, this actually happened the first week of 2024, and it was a, a world record that was broken. It was something that was quite uh, groundbreaking in, in so many uh, different ways. Maybe you even read the, the article on it before. But um, it was just uh, an incredible opportunity uh, to be able to, to see how that, how that functioned. And yeah, we'll engage that afterwards together as a community. Do we have it? Do we have the clip or? But again, we see here in the book of James just this constant um, distinction between wisdom and knowledge. And in this brief clip, you can, we can kind of see what that distinction is. But if we don't have it, we'll just uh, carry on um, as well. I think we'll do without it then at this point. Oh, there it is? Okay, good. Knowledge 
took nearly 35 years, but a 13-year-old Oklahoma boy has become the first human to beat the original Tetris game. Check this out. His name's Willis Gibson. He was live-streaming his record-setting 38-minute game. He reached an unheard-of level 157 when the game could no longer keep up with him and crashed. Oh, 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 oh my God! Oh. The reaction's the best part. So the crash, or true kill screen, has only been achieved in the past and only been achieved with the use of artificial intelligence. Humans win. That was yes. good. Yes. I that. Yes. yes. Thank wow. you, Willis. Uh, this is the... <laughs> we'll stop right there and get the full lights on again. But again, I thought that was a fun, um, uh, a really fun uh, news update that happened. And I loved what that lady said at the end, right? Yay, humans win something, right? Especially in this whole rise of artificial intelligence and all of that. But this 13-year-old boy, we can congratulate him, right? That's a huge achievement. And it'll be incredible to see that level of knowledge combined with wisdom, hopefully, one day. Because the book of James teaches us that knowledge alone isn't enough. Knowledge alone is insufficient to live life as a disciple and follower of Jesus. In fact, part of what um, living wisdom is, living wisdom is obedience in action. La sabiduría viva es obediencia en acción. And you and I, we're created in the image of God. So actually all of us, do you know one thing that's amazing about being created in the image of God is that all of us are intelligent. All of us have, have different types of intelligence um, together as, as, uh, as God's people since we're created in his image. So um, none of us is actually dumb. No matter what, God, what um, people have told you or even what you've thought about yourself, none of us are actually dumb because we're created by an intelligent God in his image. And the truth is, and we don't, we don't learn enough about this, but there are different types of intelligences. La verdad es que hay, en, en realidad, diferentes tipos de inteligencias. So, uh, for example, I mean, in school and, and whatnot, we, we actually get a lot of information on IQ, right? IQ is knowledge intelligence. But there's also other types of intelligence, including um, EQ, which is emotional intelligence. There's also PQ, which is physical intelligence, and there's SQ, which is spiritual intelligence. Hay diferentes tipos de inteligencia, and God has created you in his image with a specific kind of intelligence. Whether or not it's been rewarded in your life, whether or not it's been recognized in your life, the truth is that you have intelligence that comes from God. You are intelligent. I want you to hear that. And um, uh, again, uh, some people in these theories of, of intelligences, they say there's more, but I think those four are the main categories of that together um, at, uh, that, that really everyone can find an area of, of intelligence in. And I want you to hear this and receive it, regardless of, of what anyone has told you before or of what you've thought about yourself. But remember, you are created in the image of God. That means that you are intelligent. God has given you a type of intelligence, a unique kind of intelligence where the glory of God actually shines in you. 
where you're able to actually uh, glorify God through that type of intelligence that he's given you. But, you know, for this next, uh, there, there's just this phrase that I want to say to make the point. But um, I'm going to use the phrase dumb to make the point, although none of us is actually dumb because we are created in the image of God with a unique kind of intelligence. And, um, and here's, here's the truth. And I, I want you to know this. Again, James is doing, making this distinction between knowledge and wisdom. And here's the truth. In all my years of ministry, in all my years of, of serving others, of walking alongside people, I have never met anyone too dumb or simple-minded to understand and live by God's truth. Do you hear that? I have never met anyone too simple-minded to understand and live in God's truth. However, I have met people who think that they are too smart and end up self-destructing by refusing to live in God's truth. Notice here that I say that, that they actually think that they are too smart for the gospel. But the truth is that they're not, right? In fact, the, the word of God tells us that, um, and, and that really it's only the fool who says in his heart, that there is no God. In Psalm 14.1, and we have slides for all of us, and we thank you for, uh, for your patience in this, but we're going to focus in the Word of God as we uh, figure out whatever technical issues are there, but you can follow along in your Bible. Psalm 14.1 tells us, the fool says in his heart that there is no God. Salmo 14.1 nos dice, el necio dice en su corazón que no hay Dios. Now, really, when it comes to just uh, knowledge, that's something that I love deeply, right? Um, some of you know me, and, and you know that I'm all about science and technology. And I once read this book on faith and science, and, and it actually really clarified in so many ways how faith and science are not enemies, even though sometimes they can be put up or pit as enemies. But faith and science, they're actually more like dance partners, Right? That can, that can really have a smooth dance or sometimes an awkward dance. But the truth is that in the history of science, faith has increased scientific exploration over the years. In fact, the basis of science is actually curiosity and wonder. La base de, de, to, de todo conocimiento es la curiosidad. Y, y la fe nos da más curiosidad en esta vida. Now, Hebrews 11.1 uh, actually tells us that faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Hebreos 11.1 nos dice, Ahora bien, la fe es confianza en lo que esperamos y seguridad en lo que no vemos. As I've said it sometimes before, one of my favorite definitions of faith is that faith is the acceptance and the trust in God's mystery and God's wonder. La fe es la aceptación y la confianza en el misterio de Dios y en la maravilla de Dios. You know, um, and I've, I've had conversations with all kinds of people, people whether they are agnostic or atheist or whatnot, and I've actually befriended several as well, and they've confided in me different things. And one thing that I've actually come to realize that even the most strong-willed materialist 
um, or uh, a materialist is someone who thinks that there's only this, there's no God. Um, even the, the strongest willed person who says that there is no God, is, uh, who's determined to say that, they can't answer a simple question. And you know what that simple question is this? It, it, what that simple question is that you can ask any person that is determined to say that there is no God. You know what's a question you can ask them? Why not? Why not? They really can't answer why not, right? They can just say um, why they feel that way or why not. And the amazing thing is this, right? And again, if this is uh, anyone that really has a confidence or trust in science and technology and what they say, here's a question I always ask them. I ask them this, can you give me an example in science where science ever points to there being less rather than there being more to discover? Can you give me any example in that, in science, where science says there's less rather than more, but you're determined to say there's less, but there's always more to discover? And the beautiful thing in that is because faith calls us to go deeper and to discover the heart and the mind of God. Faith is a journey of deep calling out to deep. As it says in Psalm 42, verse 7, it, said, it says, Deep calls to deep in the roar of the waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Psalm 42, 7, deep cries out to deep. Salmo 42 nos dice que las llamadas profundas nos llaman a lo más profundo. When we follow God on this journey, we will realize that faith is a journey where deep cries out to deep. Those deep questions, those deep longings that we have, God will meet us there and take us deeper and deeper because God always calls us to more, never to less. God calls us to more faith. God calls us to more trust. God calls us to more joy, to more grace, never less because deep cries out to deep. And that's the journey that the living God takes us on, takes us on. Living in godly wisdom is a journey where deep cries out to deep and where we can see that there's a difference between knowledge alone and living by godly wisdom. And as we're looking into this new year of 2024 and this season and everything that God is doing, we're asking all of us to pray individually and as a church that the Lord would guide us in godly wisdom. Not just in knowledge, not just in information, not just in inspiration, but in godly wisdom. And this is one of the main points that James is writing about in this beautiful book that we've been um, reading throughout this whole month. He is writing to people like you and me. Sometimes people who think that they know already, who think they know all of the answers, who think that they have it all figured out, or who act like they have it all figured out people who think they have the right knowledge and information about God, about life, about plans, whatever it is. And yet, people like you and me, me for sure, people who sometimes fail to live by God's wisdom. There's grace. There's goodness for you and I. People taking those first steps in following God's path or people taking those next steps into living wisdom. We've talked about it before and we see it here in these scriptures, but wisdom begins with humility and with getting a reality check. And the reality check 
for anyone that wants to seek godly wisdom is this. Remember that God is God and you are not. Dios es Dios, tú no lo eres. That is the first step in any kind of journey in godly wisdom. God is God, you are not. And in fact, here in this passage, and you can follow along in your Bibles or your apps um, that we're reading here today in uh, James chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. It's a call to humility, these first few verses here, as it says in the scriptures. Pueden seguir en sus Biblias, Santiago capítulo 4, versículo 13. It says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. We all come and go. That's part of what our life is. The book of James invites us to encounter God here and now. Instead of just regretting yesterday or obsessing about tomorrow, we can encounter God here and now, today. Hoy podemos encontrar Dios en este momento. I remember there was this, this uh, mentor I once had. He was very frustrating, but he was very straight to the point. And he would always say, what are you worrying about tomorrow for? What are you regretting yesterday for? What about now? What about today? That's where God's hanging out. God's hanging out today. God's hanging out right now. We have access to him in this moment. Because here's the truth. If we want to experience eternity, guess what? All we need to be able to do is to be present here and now. Because do you know this is an eternal moment right now? We're standing here in a moment of eternity. We're sitting here gathered in eternity. Will we wake up to it? Will we show up to God really showing out in incredible ways, meeting us right where we are, just as we are? And I want to encourage you all in your daily time with the Lord, in your daily time of reflection with God, spend time in silence with Him, even if it's just a minute. Just a moment to be present with God. Que tengan un momento de presencia con Dios en su tiempo de oración. Because here's the truth about being present with God. And some of us, uh, maybe I've shared this with some of you before. But it's so important to practice the presence of God in the moment, here and now, instead of just regretting the past or obsessing the future because of this. Who you really are is who you are before, before God. Who you are before God is who you really are truly. And when we take that opportunity to just be silent, be still in His presence, we can have that encounter with Him. Quien eres ante Dios es quien eres realmente. This, as we've said, this is a moment of eternity. Here and now, the present, this matters. That's where God's hanging out. I'll tell you where God's not hanging out. God's not hanging out in the regrets that we obsess with. God is not hanging out in our fears about tomorrow and what may come. God is hanging out here and now, in this moment of eternity. Amen. 
Dios está aquí con nosotros en este momento de eternidad. I love how uh, James goes on to say, again, humbling us, to be honest, right? James 4.15 says, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills. Again, it's a reminder, God is God, we are not, you are not. Instead of just obsessing with our plans for this and that and controlling everything around us, in, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. As it is, when we don't take on that attitude, James says, you boast in your arrogance. And all such boasting is evil. It's going to lead to self-destruction. You know, and it's been incredible, the journey that we've been on as a community in planting Imago Church, in going this next level together, in going through the roller co co coaster rides of the joys, of the ups and the downs. It's felt overwhelming at times, and it's felt joyful, so much joyful at others. But, you know, one year, um, at, 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 we, we, give, we give praise for all that God continues to do year by year, day by day. God builds his people, God builds his kingdom, God builds his church, not by some magic wand where he just zaps things and then, you know, there it is. But God builds things that are eternal when we trust in God one day at a time. When we place one foot in front of the other in whatever God is calling us to build or in the journey God is taking us. That's the journey we've been on so far. And the next season at Imago Church will be the same. Again, it's not going to be through some uh, quick fix or some uh, you know, shortcut, but it's going to be through trusting God a day at a time and placing one foot in front of the other. The journey you're going through, the challenge, the obstacle that you may be experiencing, God will really take you to the other side. You will overcome. And you know how? By trusting God one day at a time. By placing one foot in front of the other. Not by boasting about what tomorrow may bring or by trying to control everyone else, but it's trusting God a day at a time, placing one foot in front of the other. So friends, brothers, sisters, here's my encouragement to you from my heart as your pastor. Here's my word. Keep going. Keep going a day at a time. Keep placing that foot in front of the other because what you're going through right now it will come to pass. And by the grace of God, you will get through it. He will get you through it. Not by escape, not by control, not by obsession, not by running away, but by taking faith into action. Tomando acción en nuestra fe es como Dios nos va a dar la victoria. Trusting God today and putting one foot in front of the other a day at a time. That's the calling. That's the journey. That's the dream. That's how God shapes his people to be more and more like him. You know, some of us are in different points in our journey. And we can be thinking about timing and ask ourselves, well, when is the time? When is the right time for me to reach out to God? When is the right time for me to trust in God, to start this journey to begin to believe 
And friends, brothers, sisters, wherever you are, whether you're in that first step or next step or whatever chapter you are in that journey, I want you to hear this. When is the time to follow God? The time is now. The time is now. Not yesterday in what could have been or in tomorrow in what may come, but the time is now. He'll meet you there and he'll take you where you need to be. Hoy, ahora mismo es el momento para seguir a Dios. No ayer, no mañana, pero hoy, ahora mismo. And this is something that we've actually um, talked about uh, here as a church before, but we're reminded that part of following God, the first step in wisdom is humility. And humility is realizing that God is God and we are not. And that time belongs to God, not to us. I want you all to remember that and live by that. And that's what James is reminding us of here. Time belongs to God, not to us. El tiempo es de Dios, no del ser humano, no de nosotros. Again, we're talking about some reality checks. And here's the truth. None of us has more time than the other person. All of us actually exist in time. It's a fixed commodity. We exist in time and we, just in the same way we exist in the earth, it all belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Time belongs to God. We are not in control of time, so we don't boast about tomorrow. But we trust God today. We don't boast because we know it doesn't belong to us. All the time that God gives us, we simply receive it as a gift, as the gift of today, as the present gift of God. And just to be clear, right, godly wisdom calls us to plan things, not just to, you know, live on the whim or sporadically, but that's a whole other message, right? Because a failure to plan is a plan to fail. But what James is talking to us about here is on what it means to really live faith by action, by, by being present today and entrusting tomorrow into the hands of God. That's what godly wisdom is. It's taking the action that God has called us to and entrusting the outcome into the hands of the Lord. El tiempo de Dios, Él está en control. Nos, nos llama a tomar acción y confiar en, um, en el resultado en sus manos. Because here's the truth, you and I, we're not owners of time. So we shouldn't be stingy with time. Because it doesn't belong to us in the first place. It belongs to God. In the same way that we're stewards of our money and of our finances, we're called to steward of our time and our energy and our resources. As a gospel community here at Imago, we're called to be generous with, with our treasures, with our funds, with our resources to build up God's kingdom, with our finances. But we're also called to be resourceful, be wise, and be generous with our time. Because it's a gift from God. We're called to, to give of our time generously and to, to use it to build up God's kingdom and to bless those around us. Dios nos llama a dar de nuestro tiempo con generosidad también para glorificarlo. And here's really the phrase when it comes to time. That someone once taught me the hard way, especially I've been in those times and seasons and even our culture actually rewards 
the whole, um, you know, constantly busy, running around, chicken without a head, one fire after another, it rewards that, right? But here's, here's a phrase that I've learned in godly wisdom that I want to pass on to you, that someone passed on to me. But it's this. Give God the time, and he will give you the time. Give God the time, and he will give you the, all the time that you need. Maybe not all the time you want to do whatever, but he will give you the time that you need. Dale a Dios el tiempo, y él te dará el tiempo que necesitas. And I remember when I actually became ordained as a minister in my call, which is a very um, you know, overwhelming call in many ways. And one of the preachers that was uh, preaching over me in, in, that, in that day, he said something I'm never going to forget. And he looked at me directly as I was sitting there in the front row. And he said, Carlos, soon to be Pastor Carlos, but Carlos, I have good news for you. And it's this, you have time. You have time. I want you to hear that. You have time to be who you were called to be. You have time to do what you've been called to do. Maybe you don't have time to, you know, just do whatever you want or do what others expect you to do, but you have time to be who God has called you to be. You have time to do what God has called you to do. So friends, brothers, sisters, because of the life, death, and, and resurrection and invitation of Jesus, we're called to be on this journey one day at a time. Not boasting about tomorrow because all time belongs to God, but meeting God here and now, today, just as we are. So here in this moment, right where we are, would we be able to just pause, to reflect, to remember, to stop running and instead do as the book of James calls us here in chapter 4, verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Acércate a Dios, y él se acercará a ti. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It begins here and now. Not in the regret of yesterday or in the fear of tomorrow, but here and now. So here in this moment, let's take that opportunity to draw near to God. So let's pray and enter into his presence together. Vamos a orar y entrar en su presencia juntos como una comunidad. Lord God, we thank you that you are good. And that you call us, Lord God, to, to yourself. You call us, Lord God, to not obsess with uh, the worries, Lord God, that we can go ahead and, and, and um, get entangled with, Lord. But you call us to live in a new freedom in you. So, Lord Jesus, we just pray that um, you would just meet us here in this, in this space. So as we prepare, Lord, to close with this um, song of worship, we want to be able to declare that, God, our trust in you. And God, as we um, lean into that together, we just want to pray that you would give us wisdom. Danos sabiduría, Dios Santo. 
Give us wisdom and knowledge to go out and to, and to be who you have called us to be. Help us, Lord, to rest in the fact that in you, the giver of time, we have the time to be who you have called us to be and to achieve what you have called us to do, Lord. Forgive us where we wanted to do things differently, but now, God, teach us your ways to continue to press on and move forward, Lord. We love you, Jesus. And we just ask and pray, Lord, that you would continue to, um, to just take your rightful place, Lord God, as our God. You're the God of miracles, Lord. You're the God of faithfulness. Meet us in this place, God, with our openness, with our vulnerability, and do something new. Haz algo nuevo, Señor, en nuestros corazones en este tiempo. Teach us your ways, Lord God. May your will, not ours, be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.